0: Him now in prayer our gracious heavenly father lord how we love you and how we appreciate you lord we've gathered in this place tonight lord to lift up your name and worship you father lord we haven't gathered here lord to hear from a man lord if we did how greatly disappointed we would be but father we've come for you to speak to our hearts we've come for you lord god to have your way lord lord now we surrender ourselves into your hand lord we surrender lord the the gift that you gave us into your hand and we ask that you help us to move ourselves out of the way lord loose my tongue and free my spirit lord to speak how you would have me to speak lord may i not be bound by my own thoughts or bound by even notes or things that i've brought with me here lord but may you have your way lord speak to every heart tonight father we know lord jesus that when you're in the building miracles happen Lord God and we're expecting nothing less father than miracles because that's the kind of God we serve in Jesus name amen if you have your Bibles with you if you will turn to 2nd Corinthians 4 in the 8th verse we're gonna read there and then we'll read one verse from over in the book of Acts chapter 23 you know we've joked before that they make sure they give me a small bottle of water so i don't preach long and i come out this time and they gave me an empty one so i thought my goodness we about to shut down (laughs) amen second corinthians 4 and verse 8 says we are troubled on every side yet not distressed we are perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed amen if you'll look with me in acts 23 verse 11 it says and the night following the lord stood by him and said be of good cheer paul for as thou hast testified of me in jerusalem so must thou bear witness also at rome I pray that God will add his blessing to the reading of the word. You may have your seats. Brother Branham taught us that God will always have somebody that will stand for him. He taught us that he'll always have somebody that he can put his hand on, somebody that will do his will, somebody that will have a testimony in the hour that they live in. And I know that the time we live in is getting more and more evil and it seems like sometimes you look around and more and more people have fallen away and there's fewer and fewer of us it seems. However, what we know beyond a shadow of a doubt is God is going to have somebody. God is going to have somebody that believes all of his word. God is going to have somebody that is completely surrendered to his will. God is going to have somebody that he can put his hand on for a testimony in this dark and evil age that we live in. There's always been people down through the ages that were willing to believe parts of the word or were willing to surrender parts of themselves to him. But he always had somebody that was totally surrendered, somebody that was totally submitted, and somebody that was willing to do the will of God. Brother Branham says, I love that. Don't you love that? God has never been without a witness. God has always had a witness since the world began. Sometimes it come down to one man. But God has always had somebody he could lay his finger on and say, this is my servant in all ages. And it's going to be the same way in this last stage that we're standing in now. God's not going to get down to this last stage here at the closing of time and not have somebody that's going to stand up for his word. He's not going to get down to the very end, the very end of his plan and not have somebody in the palm of his hand that's willing to submit to him and do the will of the Father. He's going to have somebody that will believe all the word of God. I believe for myself that this church stands For all of the word of God. I believe that this is a church that believes that all the promises of God are true. I believe that this is a church full of people that have experienced the highest of highs. And yet many of us have experienced the lowest of lows and been through the darkest of valleys. But through it all, we know that God's word is true. Through it all, we remain anchored to the rock of ages. Through it all, we remain anchored to the rock that is Jesus Christ. Brother Branham says, my faith has stayed on the solid rock. There's nothing can ever harm when you're anchored in that place. The storms may shake and batter us, but my anchor holds within the veil. When a man or woman has anchored against that rock, hallelujah, there ain't nothing can ever shake you from it. And tonight, I want us to keep that in mind as we go through the things we discuss. It doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter where you're at tonight. I'm telling you, if you're standing on the rock, you will not be moved. I'm telling you, if you're standing on the rock, there's something that's still holding you. I'm telling you, if you're standing on the rock, when the storm passes, you're still going to be standing there on the rock of ages. If you're standing on the rock tonight, you have a sure foundation. I believe that we are a people here anchored In Jesus Christ I believe that we're part of the people That have been seen in the vision And that's so important to us in this day I I believe that we've been seen as overcomers I, I believe that when Brother Branham Saw the bride go up He saw you i believe that with all my heart i believe that i was a part of that i believe that you were a part of that when others went down you went up church how comforting is that to know you say the world's going down it's okay i'm going up a little bit more every day the world's going down it's okay they've been seen going down but we've been seen going up and if we can see the world in that condition then what place does that put us at if we see them going down 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 then even if you can't recognize it you have to know that at the exact same time there's a people going up Up, up, And tonight I say take another step up Take another step higher Take another step closer Get your eyes off the ones going down That's not us, that's not who we are We don't have a part of that But we're going up tonight in Jesus name You say brother Aaron How do I know I was a part of that vision The devil tells me I'm not going to make it The devil tells me I was one of the ones that went down The devil tells me The devil tells me Listen, the devil's very good at his job. If I'm going to give him any credit, I'll say that He's good at his job, he's good at tearing you down He's good at lying to you, he's good at making you feel Like you're a failure and you've come short Quit listening to the devil We hear it over and over again and yet we continue To do it over and over again Every one of our complexes, every one of the things We deal with, every fear we face Is because we listen to the devil That's where they all came from And if I could get some of you not to hold on to the Promises of God the way you hold on to the Complexes, if I could get you to hold on To the promises of God the way you hold on to the things that the devil's telling you you would be the most victorious person in this church tonight let's hold on to the right things you say how do i know the devil told me i'm not gonna make it because the message called your name bear with me here i realize that every person that hears this message isn't gonna go i realize that but if the message called your name listen when i was in the chicken pen they told me i was a chicken But one day the eagle screamed and I recognized it. Every one of those chickens heard the same thing I heard. Every one of those chickens heard that eagle scream, but it didn't mean nothing to them. They just kept on pecking around doing what chickens do. But I heard that eagle scream and I said, that's me. Something's calling me. Something said my name. And something said your name when you heard this message. There was a deep that called to the deep. That was a vision of the bride whose name had been called by the message. That's what that vision was. It was a vision of the ones whose name had been called and a vision of the ones who had responded and stayed true to that message. If the message called your name tonight, that means your your name was in the message. Think about that just for a minute. If the message called your name, if you heard your name in the message, you couldn't hear it there unless your name was in the message. How wonderful that is, how powerful, how much that stirs my soul. It may not do nothing for you, but to know that the message of the hour, my name was written there. The message of the hour, my name was there. The devil wants to say, You're a failure. The devil says, You do this and you do that. And I just want to say, My name's in the message, devil. My name is there. My name is there. And it's been there on the book of the, the last book of life since before the foundation of the world. My name is there. If you didn't have that seed gene of God, you wouldn't have wanted it. You wouldn't have responded to it. But that eagle scream identified you. And therefore, it places you in the vision. A vision that told you you were going to rapture. A vision that told you where you come from and where you're going. A vision that said you're an overcomer. A word to you personally. Listen, I'm not telling you tonight that you're exactly where you need to be spiritually. That's between you and God. You know where you are. But I'm telling you it's for you. I'm telling you it called your name. I'm telling you that you've been seen overcoming. Now it's up to you to step into the vision. It's up to you to walk into the vision that's already been seen of you. We have all been seen overcoming in this day. And this is an important part. Might I remind you, That the vision never failed Satan says you're not going to make it I say Satan there's never been a vision that failed God never sent a vision to the prophet of the hour that failed. And if I've been seen in a vision going up, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. I don't care what wind blows. I don't care what we have to go through. I know that one of these days I'm going to step into that vision. And in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, these cells are going to begin to change. Everything about me is going to begin to change. And I'm going to rapture because I've already been seen there. And there's nothing he can do about it once it's already been seen. It's already been seen in the mind of God. He can't stop it. Get that through your head tonight. He can't stop you from rapturing. He can't defeat you. He can't overcome you. You've already been seen in God's mind, rapturing at the end of this age.
1: Amen.
0: You cannot be stopped. Come on. Amen. Praise the Lord. And anyway, yet with that in mind, Satan is a stubborn fellow. He doesn't take hints too well. He's been defeated time after time after time. He was resisted in the Old Testament by those saints and defeated. He was defeated and whipped completely and stripped of his power at Calvary. He was completely whipped there. He was defeated time after time down through the church ages. And as dark as it was, he was defeated in the dark ages because there was always somebody that would stand. And now here we are once again at the end of the age, and he's been defeated time after time after time. He has the worst losing record in the history of anybody ever. And here we are again getting ready to hand him one more L. Here we are again getting ready to hand him one more loss because I'm telling you the bride of Jesus Christ is going to defeat him one more final time before we go in the rapture. And it won't just be one little defeat. It's like Brother Timothy said the other day the word all when he's dealing with sicknesses. And he said somebody will be healed and delivered and overcome every single sickness that Satan has put on this earth. Every demon will be overcome. Every demon will be cast down. Every depression every anxiety, every fear everything there is will be completely and utterly and totally destroyed by the bride of Jesus Christ before we leave here. I don't know where people get this idea that we're going to barely make it out by the skin of our teeth. I don't know where people get this idea that we're just going to crawl in. I'm telling you, we're going to march out of here victorious with the enemy <laughs> under our feet, singing onward, Christian soldiers, going as to war. We are victorious. We will be victorious. We were victorious yesterday. You were victorious today. You're still standing. You will be victorious tomorrow. We will be victorious over the enemy. And yet, he's still determined. He's determined in this last age more than ever to battle you, to fight you, to keep you from attaining your promises. That's what we're preaching about tonight. I forgot to say. I always do. A stronger win than this. A stronger win than this. Satan is going to challenge you, church. He challenged Jesus. Jesus. He challenged the apostles. He had challenged Brother Branham. And now here we are, and he's challenging everything that we believe. And he's challenging everything that we stand for. And he's determined to shake you. And his winds blow. And his winds blow. And he's determined, one of these days, those roots are gonna let loose. One of these days, if I attack enough, if my winds come enough, if they swirl enough, If they don't see him coming enough, I'll break them. And his winds blow. I believe the reason he is so angry, church, is that in this scientific age that he has created, in this age filled with more unbelief and more doubt than there's ever been on the face of the earth, I believe he's so angry because there's still a people that believe. I believe he's so angry that there's still a people believing and standing for the supernatural when we live in a world that thinks it's fairy tales when we live in a world that tells you it's not possible you live in a world that tells you if it can't be scientifically proven it's not the truth and there's still a people that ignore all that and something keeps holding them and they keep believing in the supernatural and they keep believing in the power of the third pool and they keep standing there regardless of what the devil sends and it incenses him and it makes him so angry because he has not been able to move you He has not been able to push you over and push you down like he did so many others. He's angry that there's a people that stands for all the word. And he's angry that there's still people holding on for their promises. You mean after all these years he still believes he's going to be healed? You mean after all these years he actually believes that that son's going to come back? Well, absolutely I believe, you dumb old devil, because my God has never failed. And all I see out of you is lies. And all I see out of you is failures. And all I see out of you is defeat. Why would I listen to anything you say? Yes, I will be healed because it's in the word. Yes, my son's coming home because it's in the word. Yes, I'm going to be delivered because it's in the word. That's where I'm standing at. That's my rock. That's my anchor. That's my foundation. And he can't stand it. And it makes him angry because his winds blow. And his winds blow. And it doesn't bother me none because I've got a sure foundation and I've got an anchor that holds tonight there's more doubt now than there's ever been and we are currently in an all out assault on our faith Jesus knew it was coming he said when I return will I find faith he knew where the attack would be every aspect of it is being tested every aspect of it is being challenged every aspect of it is being tried and I'm just telling you now, if you're not there already, the storm's coming. I'm just telling you, if you're not there already, the wind is coming. And you better be anchored, and you better be anchored on the solid rock. You can't be anchored where you want to be anchored, and you can't be anchored on your ideas, and you can't be anchored on mama's ideas or even pastor's ideas, no matter how good those people may be. You better be anchored in a solid revelation of who Jesus Christ is to you that he saved you and he's your savior And he gave you the baptism of the Holy Ghost You got to have your own anchor in this time because the storms are coming You better be built on the rock in these days because the devil's tacking in many different ways and many times We don't see it coming and he's trying to get us As a church yes as a worldwide body sure, but i'm talking to you tonight as a church He's trying to get us to back up And he's trying to get us to back off of the things we claim to believe. And he's trying to get us to back off. We've preached a 3rd pool message full of power. We've preached a 3rd pool message that will change a life. We have preached a message that will produce miracles. We have preached a message that will cure cancer. We have preached a message that will cure brain bleeds. And he wants us to back up. He wants us to back off of it and say well, maybe it's just not like it used to be Maybe we don't have the power that we you think we have or that used to be here when the prophet was here I will not back off of one promise of God I will not back up for one minute for anything that I find in this Bible because it's mine It's mine to hold on to it will save me. It will deliver me. It will hold me It will keep me and the word says I will never be ashamed So it doesn't matter if I pray for a thousand and they all die tomorrow. My God's a healer My God is a deliverer. I will never Never be ashamed his promises are true they are yea, and they are amen he wants us to back up off of that he wants us to back up and settle for something just a little bit less church it's been welling up within me it started on friday morning the day after sister karen's brain bleed Brother Philip and I and several others were in Branson, Missouri. And we were in the hotel and Brother Philip was voicing his displeasure with the devil about his most recent attack on Sister Karen. And he said, it feels like the devil is just trying to mock us. You know, because we've testified. We've testified and yet he comes back again. Look, he'll do it. That's what he does. He's not just going to go away. Well, it didn't work once. I guess I'll leave him alone. Now, you can be healed today and attack again and the same thing tomorrow. But I knew what he was saying and I was in agreement with him. He said, it feels like the devil is just trying to mock us right now. Trying to throw things up in our face, the things that we've stood for. And in that moment, it kind of began to rise up in me. He don't have enough. Then Brother Timothy and Brother Andrew Spencer and I began to talk about it at the cabin while Brother Ron was here. He ain't got enough. And I thought about how much Satan hates what we stand for. How much he hates our testimonies. How much he hates a lighthouse in the middle of darkness. A lighthouse proclaiming our Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. A lighthouse proclaiming that our God heals. A lighthouse proclaiming that our God delivers a lighthouse proclaiming that god still fills with the baptism of the holy ghost and there was something just rising up in me and it's been rising up and the more the storm blows the more it rises up within me if you think for a minute that i'm gonna back up on preaching a living god if you think for one minute i'm gonna back up on pre- on any of god's promises if you think for one minute we're gonna back up on preaching divine healing If you think for one minute we're going to back up on preaching the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you think for one minute we're going to back up on preaching that the baptism of the Holy Ghost will save you and keep you from sin. If you think for one minute that we're going to back up on those things. If you think I'm going to quit preaching divine healing because you continue to strike down people I love with different sicknesses. If you think you're going to get me to back up, you got another thing coming. If you think we're going to back up for one minute, you've got another thing coming. I want to proclaim to you and to the whole world, it'll take a stronger win than this to keep me from my promises. It'll take a stronger win than this to get me to back up from every word of God he has given us in this day. We're not backing up an inch. As a matter of fact, we're strapping on the armor of God and we're going forward to more healing, more deliverance, more baptisms of the Holy Ghost, more overcomers. I'm not backing up. I'm pushing through. I'm marching forward. It's going to take a stronger win than this. I'll tell you something personal right here. Many of you know that I've had some health issues since September 18th when the first attack came. I've been tested for everything under the sun. I can't figure out exactly what it is, and that's okay. I don't have to know a giant's name to kill him. I, I don't really care. That doesn't matter to me. Satan is defeated, and I am having a complete healing. But I voiced to my wife on Sunday, or the week leading up to Sunday, what was on my heart throughout the week, how Satan wasn't enough, and how it would take a stronger win than this and how his winds would never move me never move us we were grounded on the solid rock brother Timothy began to go down a certain line Sunday that just really confirmed to me what I was to speak on tonight and uh, I was extremely overjoyed when he began to go down that line it really it put a lot of confidence in my heart and it was just an awesome moment in the sermon and And I was excited because it confirmed to me that I was in the right channel for tonight's service. I even looked back where my wife was, and she and and I smiled at her, and she smiled at me real big. Just one of those things, you know. (laughs) And no more than God had confirmed to me, the devil came right there in that chair with fear. And I'll tell you what he said. He said, don't you think... I have stronger winds to send. Don't you think I have stronger winds to send? Once again, let me say, King, we will not bow. Let your fury rage. Heat the furnace seven times hotter. Let your strong men bind me. Whatever, but we're not gonna bend. We're not gonna bow. We're not gonna give in to your fear tackets. We're not backing up. You can take me up to the fiery furnace, that's fine. My God is willing and my God is able to deliver. What you can't see is that big bad fiery furnace may look scary, but there's a fourth man on the way for me. There's a fourth man in the fire for me. There's a fourth man here tonight and he's fighting your battles and he's overcoming your fears and he's casting out the devil out of your life. Satan, it'll take a stronger win than this. Because Evening Light Tabernacle is not backing up. We have set our our sights on the goal. We know where we're going. We know what we've come through. We know what you've carried us through. And you're not going to stop us now. Some of us have been through the hardest heartaches we could go through. But guess what, Satan? We're still here. You told some of us we'd be gone 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. Satan, we're still here. And we're not going going anywhere until the Lord calls us home we're not backing up or taking a a step back until he takes us in a rapture brother Brown says when you see the real true principles of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ when you see our foundation is sure and solid all devils out of hell can't upset the foundation of God Upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell can't prevail against it It'll be against it sure will but it will never prevail God's foundation stands sure Amen Now many times Satan's wind can come in many different forms. I'm gonna go through some of this quickly Just because we all deal with winds in a different way We have different attacks my attacks not the same as the attack you may face Many times it may come in the form of sickness, maybe a form of depression or something like that. And when that comes, we must be sure to understand, as Christians, that those things come from the devil. Get that right now, clear, set in stone. Sickness is of the devil. Depression is of the devil. Those things are not from Almighty God. Many times we want to place it on God and we think we're being punished For some shortcoming or some failure and as long as we're thinking that way those winds will blow us all over the place those winds will move us in every direction and we won't be able to stand firm but brother branham said let's take the prophet job now that man went through a test but he knowed that god required a burnt offering that's what god required and that's all he required and no matter how much disaster happened to his home When you see something going wrong for a fellow That don't mean that he's being whipped by God It might not be that he's out of the will of God He knows in his heart Whether he's listening to the trumpet or not God required a burnt offering And Job stood right on it That's all They said Job you're a secret sinner You're doing something that's wrong But he knowed better He says he knowed it was the devil And as long as Satan can make him believe That his sickness was his God doing it He had Job whipped. But when Job once struck that revelation that it was not God, he was only going through this trial to make him something. It wasn't God doing it. It was Satan doing it. Listen, when you realize it's the enemy doing it, when you realize who it is, you can stand right there on the word of God And defeat the enemy but as long as you think it's coming from God you can't have any confidence in his word and you can't get to the place where you realize that you've been justified and sanctified by his sacrifice you can't see past your faults and you can't see past your failures and you're seeing everything through 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 a glass you're seeing everything through a filter of your failures and your faults and the devil will completely defeat you right there but when you realize that the price has been paid When you realize that this is not God's punishment, when you realize that this sickness has already been defeated, that's when you can begin to come out of the thing. He says it doesn't make you an unbeliever when things befall you. The devil devil will hold that over people, and he'll make them believe that they've done something wrong, and he'll begin to accuse you. Brother Brown says cloudy skies and storms of life are no signs of God's disapproval. Cloudy skies and storms of life are no sign of God's disapproval. Listen, we absolutely do believe in the law of sowing and reaping. We understand that. We understand that sometimes our disobedience or maybe our stubbornness uh, can lead to a situation or even an affliction that God can use to bring us back to where he wanted us to begin with. Uh, He can use these things to make us lean more on him, to trust him more. Uh, there are things you can learn through affliction. Absolutely. All right, But make no mistake about it, trials come to every man, and sickness attacks every home. All right, And we must move beyond the thought that this is a punishment from God. We must move beyond the thought that, 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 that we're sick because of something that we did in our past. We must move beyond the p- thought that this sickness is there for us to show our humility, uh, for us to suffer with the Lord or for us to show patience brother Branham said that people teach that to excuse their unbelief he said people teach those things to excuse their unbelief instead we must preach a resurrected lord we must preach a jesus christ that saves we must preach a jesus christ that heals we must preach a jesus christ that's the same yesterday today and forever who will do the miraculous for you in the moment where it seems impossible It's the third pool anointing. It's the eagle anointing. Right when you think you're going down, it will snatch you up out of the flames. It will snatch you out of this generation. It will snatch you out of the sickness. It will snatch you out of whatever position the devil has placed you in because it's not from God. It's nonsense that we have to suffer for God's glory. Sometimes these winds will come through people. I would hang it up like these other guys, but it'd just be all out on the floor anyway. Sometimes people are so quick to play the role of Job's comforters. So quick to place the blame of someone's situation On the person that's going through the situation So quick to point fingers Wondering and even voicing If maybe there was some secret sin That that had been going on Or sins that had been committed But you must be careful When you get to this place I find it odd how so many times We're more concerned with other people's sins Than we are our own But we must be careful when we get to this place Because when you begin to accuse someone Especially a Christian What you're doing is you're placing yourself On the side of the accuser of the brethren and that's not the side that you want to be standing on. Well, that's the defeated side. That's the losing side. That's the cast down side. All right, it's our job to lend a helping hand, a hand of support, a hand of prayer, to lift the person up, not to point a finger at them. The Bible tells us in Romans 8:33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. So we want to be careful when someone's going through these things. If anything, we should have learned from Job that the people that suffereth, that suffers the most aren't always the ones who sin the most that's something that you can take away to That, but even the apostles would ask this question when they came upon the blind man and they said whose sin caused this man to be blind Jesus answers in John 9 and 3 neither had this man sinned nor his parents but that the works of God should be made manifest in him the works of God made manifest in him listen the sickness did not bring any glory to God That's where we get confused the sickness brought no glory to God the sickness didn't manifest God's glory The healing brought glory to God. It was the victory that brought glory to God It was the overcoming that brought glory to God the glory comes when the giant's head is taken off That's like saying we got to sit here and listen to Goliath for 40 days to bring glory to God That makes zero sense The glory comes in the victory. The glory comes in the healing. Listen, you will bring no glory to God in your suffering, but you will bring glory to God in your victory. You will bring glory to God in your deliverance. You will bring glory to God when that sickness is under your feet. And many times they don't take other people to play that role. Sometimes people play the accuser of themselves themselves. Well, this is happening because god's punishing me because i've displeased god listen quit talking the devil's language quit speaking his language rise up and speak the words of, of god rise up and say what the word says jesus paid the price my past is forgiven my sins are washed away by his stripes i'm healed quit speaking the devil's language and begin to speak the language of victory He has no right to my mind. He has no right to my body. There is no reason that I should be going through this other than the fact that he's the devil. He is a tormentor. And I rebuke him in the name of Jesus Christ. By his stripes, I am healed. Don't allow the wind of the enemy to back you off of who you are. Don't allow the words of the enemy to back you up for a minute off of what the Word says you are. The Word says you're a son of God. The Word says you're justified and sanctified. So don't listen to him saying, you messed up. You did this wrong. Maybe I did in my past life, but that's not who I am because I've come through the blood. I've come through the sanctification and the justification. I've been there. I've been under the sacrifice. And because of that, I can stand on the rock tonight and your wind will not move me. That's one thing. His winds are no match for our anchor. When you're standing on the rock, you can stand in confidence. Brother Branham says, but if you really base your faith on God's eternal word and it's down in your heart, all devils. If you'll notice, every quote I read tonight will have the word all devils in it. All devils out of torment can't upset you no sir you've got to stay there i know what i speak of because i've seen it and i put it to the test myself and i know that it's true see god's word is eternal and unchanging but that doesn't matter if your faith isn't anchored in it his word is eternal and unchanging and that our faith in that unchanging word must be sure and steadfast but along the way Satan brings every type of unbelief and every kind of doctrine that there is to move you off of your God-given property. To move you off of your promises. Brother Brandon would call these doctrines and these things giants. He would refer to them over and over again as giants and he says, "I don't care how much reasoning, how how much reasoning in it. If it's against God's word, it's against God's word." If an intellectual giant come, said we don't need no Holy Ghost, we don't need this divine healing, I don't care how much reasonable it looks like, if it's contrary to the word, God gave the promise, amen, they say that was just for the apostles. I wonder where they get that. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and to them that's far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Just for the apostles, Brother Branham says, for everyone that's called. Yeah, don't listen to that giant. Don't listen that giant listen if you're a person here tonight young or old and you've been wanting the baptism of the holy ghost i am a witness that it is still available for you the word of god is witness enough but just this past week i seen three men filled with the baptism of the holy ghost in an instant filled with the baptism of the holy ghost in an instant it happened just like that he's still here to give it to you he's just waiting on you to come and ask for it and accept it and receive it don't be listening to no intellectual giant telling you you don't need it no more. All you got to do is believe God, sent a prophet. All you got to do is accept this or accept that. No, you got to be born again just like everybody else down through the ages. And it's still available and he's still doing it to this day. Amen. But now more than ever, the supernatural is doubted. The supernatural is being questioned. And when I say these things, I'm not talking about in denominational churches. I'm not talking about out on the street. The supernatural is being pushed out. The Holy Ghost, divine healing, deliverances, miracles. God don't do those things no more. Brother Branham said, I wonder where they get that. I wonder where they get that. Listen, we can't get all the way down here to the closing of time. The closing of all ages and make the same mistake that all generations and other ages behind us made. We can't get all the way down here and go backwards by making the same mistake that the Pentecostal denominations made. By getting off on a ditch somewhere and hunkering down on a truth and yet leaving the other side of truth out of it. In other words, Pentecost's error was, never was accepting the gifts and the supernatural. That was not their error. Pentecost's error is that they only accepted that All right, Their error was that they accepted the gifts They accepted the supernatural But they did not accept the fullness of the word That's the error of Pentecost And we would find ourselves in that exact same error If we were to say that we accept the word We accept the fullness of the word And yet we deny the gifts and the supernatural That the word itself declares should be there you will find yourself in the exact same place, but just on the other side of the road in a ditch, peering across the road at the other people that have stumbled in the ditch along the way. It's the same error, just reversed. Okay, because you say we've got the word and those things you're a minor, that's fine. You can call them what you want. I don't find them minor. I need divine healing. I, I need those things. But you can call them that if you want to. The fact of the matter is you can't have the major unless all the minors are there. You can't have the fullness of the word and leave out the baptism of the Holy Ghost, leave out the supernatural, leave out the gifts, leave out the healings. You can't leave those things out and claim to be standing in the fullness of the word. However, that's exactly where we find many people at today. We find ourselves in a time where the supernatural is under attack. We find ourselves in a time where it's looked down upon and have people shouting and dancing in the church. Where it's looked down upon to have tongues and interpretation They say Having dreams and vision in, in, in the church Takes away from the prophet It takes away from the prophet For there to be dreams and visions in the church Actually it takes away from scripture For there not to be Okay, because in Joel two twenty eight it says, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pull out my spirit pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. So there's that. It's right there in the scripture. How can it take away if you're fulfilling scripture? It cannot take away when it's fulfilling scripture. We're living in a time where message churches are teaching that you can have the Holy Ghost and still commit any manner of sin. We're in a time where people teach just accept God, send a prophet, and you got it. Here's what these things are. Winds. The winds of the enemy blowing. It was in this age at the beginning of the 1900s. That God began a move of restoring the gifts. And he began once again to manifest himself through, through gifts and through the Spirit. And although that we know this wasn't the full restoration or the, the fullness of restoration, we know this was the life passing through, we know that this began to prepare a people for the supernatural. It was a softening rain that would prepare the ground for a supernatural message to come. And then that message came and it took us back to the original. It took us back to Pentecost. It took us back to the rock that is Jesus Christ. It wasn't a partial word, but it was a full word restoration. And in that word is correct doctrine. In that word is gifts of the spirit. In that word is divine healing. In that word is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In that word is deliverance. In that word is everything you have need of. So take all of the word. Don't take parts of it. Don't try to return us back to some dry, dark, formal denominationalism. That's not what's going to rapture us out of here. Take the whole word. Eat the book. Let it become you. Let it live through you. Let the power of God manifest itself and demonstrate itself through your life once again. We are a people of the book as we have heard as Brother Tim has preached restored to a land of promise but the winds of the enemy are blowing through the camp church and unfortunately it's coming out from behind message pulpits and it's trying to rob the word of its power and it doesn't want the supernatural operating in it brother Branham says this you say yes coming out from message pulpits Those, those are brothers those are but listen to this Joseph being a type of Christ born to be a seer. He saw visions He was hated of his brothers Loved of his father. He couldn't help because he saw visions. He was a spiritual boy God made him that way and the father loved him, but his brothers hated him a type of the church today The carnal thinking Christian hates the spiritual things hates the phenomenal hates the spiritually born again hates the move of God hate it without a cause that's right don't unchristianize them but they hate always the natural hates the supernatural amen he says and the only reason they hated him because he was spiritual he saw visions and could interpret dreams and his brethren they were good fundamental people but they just couldn't see the supernatural side i have the hardest time just as a human understanding Claiming to believe a message That was so supernatural Signs and miracles Start to finish (coughs) Signs and miracles Start to finish Knowing the very theme of that message Was Hebrews 13 8 Church the theme of the message Hebrews 13 8 Jesus Christ is the Same yesterday Today and forever And to stand in that and claim that message, a supernatural message, sent with supernatural signs, proclaiming that Jesus does not change, and then begin to drift from that to God don't do those things anymore. I've said it before, sometimes you wonder if people are on the same page, but then sometimes you wonder if they're in the same book. Are we reading and believing and experiencing the same things? Are we even standing for the same things? God doesn't do those things anymore. It's the exact same giant that Brother Branham faced night after night after night after night as this message began to spread across the world. And night after night, in the face of skepticism, he was willing to stand. I believe we're willing to stand. The winds didn't shake him because he had been commissioned. I believe even like Tabernacle, we've been commissioned. The winds didn't shake him because he had a word from the Lord And night after night he would go out there in the face of skeptics In the face of unbelievers In the face of people that wanted him to fail And shut the mouth of the skeptics Because time after time after time God would come and back up his word Time after time he would come down and prove I am the same as I was yesterday I do those miracles I do heal, I do deliver I do set the captive free Every single night Brother Branham says and here he went He's talking about David just a dancing in the spirit as hard as he could why by faith he saw the victory amen he saw the victory he took his little old sling in there in one of these stones and he give it a dance and here he comes coming around oh i see goliath saying ho 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 what was it he had five stones f a i t h in five fingers wrapped around a string around j e s u s here he comes oh brother look out goliath you've got to fall And when he set that loose, the Holy Ghost got a hold of that little old stone and he picked it up to a speed of about a thousand miles per second. And he struck that giant between the face and he fell forward. Hallelujah. Oh, my. And like a little Jim Crow, he danced up there. He jumped up on him. He pulled his sword out. He chopped his head off like that. And he said, how do you like that, boy? Yeah. (laughs) I like that. I'm not sure if that's exactly what David said, but that's what I'm going to go with. I like it it's time some of us get out there and we let our joy be known some of us going into the battle like this but he said he danced his way out there. He said he did a little dance and he went to running. And when he let it go, I believe he believed in the power of the Holy Ghost because it said the Holy Ghost took that stone and it got to going a thousand feet per second. And he said, Goliath, you got to fall. And I declare today to any devil of hell that would try to bind the movement of the Spirit, that would try to bind the baptism of the Holy Ghost, healings in the name of Jesus, deliverance in the church. You got to fall tonight. You can't stand because we're not going to let you stand. We're coming out to meet you In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ And he says he pulled out his sword He cut off his head and said How do you like that boy Reached down and got him by the hair of his head Said come on boys Let's preach divine healing Woo I like that He looked back and said come on boys Who was he talking to The ones who were too scared to preach it The ones who had stayed in their tents The ones who wouldn't meet the challenge but he didn't forget them. Like Brother Brown said, he didn't de-Christianize them. He turned around and said, come on, boys. You can preach it, too. You can have the promise, too. Let's preach divine healing. Amen. And he says, away they went, hallelujah. And you know what they've done? Yeah. The rest of them seeing it could be done. And they cut Philistine's palm to the wall. Glory down there. The old critics has got to shut their mouths. Well, if you didn't like that, you got a problem with the prophet, not me He said the old critics has got to shut their mouths now What did they see? They saw somebody who was willing to stand They saw somebody who the winds of Goliath's lies and his doctrines didn't move them They saw somebody who said this wind will not move me I will preach healing in the face of sickness I will preach the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the face of intellectualism. And away they went because somebody was willing to stand. Even in Light Tabernacle, I know these men on the platform are willing to stand. And I believe each and every one of you are willing to stand and say, These doctrines will not move me. This wind will not move me. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. We believe in the moving of the Spirit. We believe in miracles and signs and wonders because it's in the Word. We're going to stand on it and we will have them. like david i'm not meaning to criticize i'm saying brother quit listening to that giant that says you can't have it because you can have it i'm saying square up your shoulders tonight i'm saying quit listening to the intellectual giants drive back your winds of doubt, quit making excuses for why you don't have the supernatural and come on down here in the valley where we're fighting at, come on down here and get you a piece of this right here because once you get a taste of it, there's no going back. Once you get a taste of killing a Philistine, there's no going back. Once you've seen one person set free, you're not gonna say he don't do that no more. You're gonna love seeing the power of God move and you're gonna say he can do it for that one, he'll do it for this one. He did it for your house, he'll do it for my house. He did it for your house, he'll come to my house. Get yourself a taste of it. Come down in the valley one time and realize you can do the greater works. We need the day of old-fashioned God-sent St. Paul's revival. The Bible Holy Ghost. Then a lot of this old chicker, chocker, halfway, formal religion broke up and Jesus Christ needs to be preached in the power of his resurrection. Where signs and wonders and miracles can take place again in the church before the end time. It's the best part. And we are going to have it. You get that? All devils out of hell can't stop it for god said it would be here It's going to be here sure is the wind wants us to back off the supernatural But I hear a prophet saying we can have it I hear a prophet saying all devils in hell can't stop us from having it I hear a prophet say it'll be here and I say lord being unto me Let it be here in my life. Let it be here in your life. Let it be in your home Let it be in our church services. I'm not backing up. I will have it He's trying to get you to back up. It sure is a strong wind. It blows hard, but the scripture said we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. It's going to take a stronger wind than this. I believe that we're a people willing to look beyond what we see. A people that still believe in the miraculous. A third pool of people willing to look into the supernatural. Satan does not want you to recognize the supernatural. He doesn't want you to see that Jesus is the same today. Because there's something that happens to you as an individual once you contact the supernatural. Once you realize that it's operating in your midst and it's something that you can't be shook from. Brother Branham was in a prayer line, and there's a girl there in a wheelchair. And he goes through several amazing discernments where he's dealing with people. And and, and I'm not going to read them because they're long, but they're just incredible, so detailed. And one lady gets her hearing back, and then another brother receives his healing after this long discernment. And Brother Branham says, and I turned around, and as I did, I seen that crippled girl sitting in that chair. Just as plain as I'm looking at this gentleman, gentleman sitting here. Rise up out of that chair. I seen her rise up out of that chair, only she was dressed different than what she was sitting there. And she went walking down the aisle, it looked like, just waving her hands like that and saying, thank God, thank God. And I watched her till it faded out. And I turned back around. I said, sister dear. And he says, oh, friends, you'll never know how it feels to know. When you know where you're standing, there's nothing. All demons out of torment can't stop it then. No, sir, I've seen when doctors would stand at the bed and say he can't come in. That's fanaticism. Well, we can't let that in here. I said, well, you step aside and just watch the patient for a few minutes. My, when you watch them perfectly normal in just a few minutes, it's never failed. God is my judge. And I looked at that little girl. I said, Sister Jesus Christ, the Son of God has heard your prayers and healed you. Stand in your feet. Now, in other words, she never made it to Brother Brown. He turns and he points to her and he says, your prayers has healed you. Stand on your feet. And that girl hadn't walked since she was eight years old. And up she got out of that wheelchair, and there she stood. Brother Richie, you were standing there. There she went through the building, glorifying God. They moved the wheelchair back. The glory of God swept over the building everywhere, and the people began to rise and throw their crutches and canes and walking. What is it? That doesn't heal people to tell you what's wrong with you. Now, listen. Here's why Satan wants to keep you away from it. To keep you from recognizing it's in our midst. He said that doesn't heal you to tell you what's wrong with you. But here's what it does, friends. It brings the realization of the supernatural God working in our midst. Just exactly satan doesn't want you to recognize there's still a supernatural god here in our midst because even the realization that he's here the the revelation that he's moving in this service the recognition that i can go free right now when you get that revelation that he's here the king of kings is in this building right now he's right next to me and he wants to meet my need and he's still supernatural and he can heal me he can save me he can bring my loved one in tonight when you get that revelation it's over it's finished And he knows he's got to keep you from recognizing that. So he says, God, don't do that no more. I'm here to say it's a lie. It's a lie. He does it. He still does it. He does it service after service after service. He moves in home and home after home. And we can have many stand up across this place and say, he still does the miraculous. But he don't want you to grasp it. Because it builds your faith. It lifts you up. See, the body change is supernatural. We can't be looking to a body change and looking away from the miraculous at the same time. If God don't move like that now, then there is no body change. Because it's going to take faith and it's going to take the miraculous. And if he doesn't do the miraculous anymore, we're not going anywhere. I would tend to classify the rapture as a pretty big miracle that's just me i tend to classify that as miraculous so god must still do the miraculous he must still move in that way and so satan constantly attacks the supernatural but there is somebody god's always got somebody there is somebody that's going to stand for it there is somebody who's going to say he's the same yesterday today and forever listen this message came with power and demonstration This message came healing all manner of sickness. It came delivering all kinds of demonic oppression. It came in power and demonstration. It started with the divine healing moving. And now here we are in the midst of a world bound by sickness. Think about that for just a second. The entire world bound by sickness. On the heels of God sending a divine healing moving and a message that came out of that. And Satan's trying to mock you. You believe in divine healing. I've shut this whole world down with sickness, with, with, the, with the little virus. I've shut the world down. You believe in the supernatural. You believe in the power of God to heal. And he mocks. And he mocks the power of God. And he's determined to mock you and mock his power and what he can do and what you say you believe. But what I want to ask you right now is what is your ear tuned to? is your ear t- tuned to the sickness or is it tuned to the supernatural is your ear tuned to the word or is your ear t- tuned to the doctor that told brother ron he only had four months to live by the way we've passed that point as a matter of fact he ran out of all his his chemo medications is that, is that right i heard i was told he ran out of his chemo medications because they only gave him three months worth so when he reapplied for his grant to get more they say, well, the reason we only gave you three months' worth is because nobody ever lives past that point. Is our eye ear tuned to the sickness? Or is it tuned to the supernatural? Is our ear tuned to the sickness? Is our ear tuned to the doctor telling Brother Joe, Sister Karen, may live five more minutes? Or is it tuned to the fact that today she got up and walked to the sink and brushed her teeth? What's it tuned to? Is your ear tuned to the doctor's report that told Brother Tim, prepare for death? Do you even want us to attempt this surgery? Or is it tuned to the fact that she's sitting up for hours at a time and joking and laughing and telling them, I want to get out of here? What is your ear tuned to? Because that's what you will see. What your eyes on is what you're going to see. What you're listening to is what you're going to see. And I'm telling you, the miraculous is all around you. Church, you have been blessed. The pillar of fire is amongst us. The miraculous is taking place every day. There's healing sweeping through this building. Even now, as faith begins to rise up and realize that he's moving in our midst, there's a realization taking place that he's here tonight. There's a realization taking place that I can be free, that this is lies of the enemy. The winds of the enemy will not move me. It's going to take a stronger wind than this. I'm going to stand on his word. I'm going to preach his gospel. He is the same. He has not changed. His word is as powerful today as it ever was and you can go free right now. The supernatural is happening all around us even as we speak up and down these aisles in the hospital room. Oh, Brother Ron cries out from Virginia. It's going to take a stronger wind than this. Sister Karen cries out from a hospital room. It's going to take a stronger wind than this. And I think everybody that's been attacked by the winds and storms of life can shout out it's going to take a stronger wind than this to move me off my promises tonight. Hallelujah. It's going to take a stronger wind than this. What is your ear Tuned to tonight? I'm going to bring this down now. When the storms come, and like I've said, they're coming, you better know where you're standing. Where do you stand when sickness strikes? Where do you stand when others walk away? Where do you stand when the bills are piled up and you need a job? Is it on the promise? Is it on the word? Because listen, the winds are blowing. But he's a sure foundation. Brother Brown says, if our foundation is firm and sure in Jesus Christ, then brother, there's nothing can shake you. You're anchored, amen. Oh, say all right. If a man once anchors his heart against the heart of Calvary, all devils in hell will shake him no more. He's there. He says, I've done enough to die in an hour. I'm a sinner to begin with. But looking who give me the promise, I'm looking who said so. Don't you fear. Stand there. For this cause you were born. I raised you up for this purpose. Then all devils in hell can't make me move. I'm standing there on Christ, that solid rock. He says, well, now, aren't you happy tonight that you're baptized into the church of the firstborn of the living God, that the very same spirit that was in Christ is in the church tonight, and you're a part of it by the Holy Ghost. Being dead in Christ, take on Abraham's seed and are heirs according to the promise. What are we scared about? All devils in hell couldn't shake you. There's nothing can shake you. We receive a kingdom that cannot be moved. What I keep hearing is he doesn't have enough right. satan doesn't have enough he keeps saying all devils all that means every last one he's got all devils can't shake you all devils can't move you if all devils can't stop you and if all devils can't shake you then it means he doesn't have enough to defeat you with it doesn't matter if you're a new christian you say i i, I just got saved i hadn't even been saved long i, I David was in the army Five minutes before he killed Goliath He just signed up Five minutes And he killed Goliath his, firm, his, his foundation was firm You say I'm a failure I fail Christ all the time It doesn't matter if you're a Christian That's failed time after time after time And if you've allowed the enemy To come in time after time And rob you again and again Look they rob Shamgar every single year Shamgar Shamgar got in the Bible for being a, a, a hero, for being a judge. And he was a failure most of his life. To the point that the, the Philistines knew that's an easy place to go get stuff. That's an easy place to rob a victory. That home right there, I can bring anxiety anytime I want. I can bring depression there anytime I want. I can stir that family up so quick. We can go there in a heartbeat and steal their joy. We can show up there. Shamgar was a failure. Every day single year But not this day Not this day Brother Branham says this is one of my favorite quotes. I love this quote about Shamgar He says Shamgar said I'm sick and tired of there's any of you sick and tired of the winds of the enemy tonight Let this be you tonight. He says I'm not a warrior. The odds is against me No matter how much the odds is against you though. God's for you if you take his word He said, there's one thing I know, I'm circumcised, I'm an Israelite, that is an uncircumcised Philistine. I know I'm right, I'm a child of God tonight. And I know disease comes from the devil, and I know God promised me victory. Woo, brother, I wish you felt like I felt right now. Yes, sir, I feel awfully good. Look, it's my God-given privilege. Yes, sir, I'm still tonight in America where I can preach it, I can enjoy it. Thank the Lord for it. He said his righteous indignation rose. He grabbed that ox go. He jumped through the window. He challenged 600 Philistines. He stood there and beat their heads in. I'm going to read that part again because I like it. He stood there and beat their heads in. Why? Not a warrior, not at all But he was an Israelite, he was circumcised And in the night, if you're circumcised With the Holy Ghost, you don't have to wait till you're trained to be a warrior God bless your heart, claim your God given privilege And beat their heads in Amen, that's right Say get out of my way Satan Kick him out the way, I'm the guy That's taking over now Woo! I like that, beat his head in And then tell him I'm the guy That's taking over now I come in Jesus name Watch him scatter brother When you use that faith on him He will back up What was different that day? It was a day of revelation What was different that day? It was a day that he remembered who he was These are my promises This is my healing I'm a seed of Abraham He's an uncircumcised Philistine He remembered who he was In that moment And tonight can be your awakening You can come to the remembrance of who I am. I'm a son of God. I'm blood bought. I'm blood washed. And that devil is on my property. And when the awakening comes. And your revelation is sure. All devils in hell can't move you. All devils. 600. 600. It went from. Oh no here come 600 Philistines again. They only sent 600? What happened? It went from that to, But <laughs> they think I'm some kind of a joke? They only sent 600? And he grabs his ox code and out the window he goes, and he kicks, and he fought, and he screamed, and he bashed devil's heads in. Was it a battle? Sure it was a battle. Was it easy? It probably wasn't real easy. But when the killing was done, Shamgar looked around and said, I ain't sent enough. When the killing was done, Shamgar looked around and said, It's going to take a stronger wind than this for me to ever back off my promises ever again. It's going to take a stronger wind than this for me to ever let my family go hungry again. I'll never let him rob my prayer life again. I'll never let him rob the joy out of my home again. I'll never let him do it. They didn't send enough. And it's going to take a stronger wind than this to keep me off those promises. the same mistake he's always made church he didn't send enough when he sent Goliath he didn't send enough when he threw him in the lion's den he didn't send enough when they came to the Red Sea he didn't send enough when the three Hebrew children came to the fiery furnace. He didn't have enough that day on Calvary. He didn't have enough there at the Nicene council. He didn't have enough when they tried to bullet it out of John. He didn't have enough down through the dark ages. Somebody always stood in the face of certain death. He didn't have enough to stop the message from going forth in this day. And he doesn't have enough now. There's not enough cancers. There's not enough brain bleeds. There's not enough COVID. There's not enough demons in There's not enough depression. There's not enough autoimmune disease. There's not enough of anything in hell to make me back up. I'm telling you Satan you don't have enough. It's going to take a stronger wind than this to get me to back up. It's going to take a stronger wind than this to get evening like Tabernacle to bow down because we ain't going to do it. We are not going to move. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. He is Brother Ron's healer. He is Sister Karen's healer. He's your healer tonight. And he can deliver you even now. I know I got to close. I didn't even get to it. I didn't even get to where I wanted to go But I'm just going to tell you about it for a second We're talking about a stronger wind No wonder Satan hates God so much How infuriating it must be to give your all Every single day And never be enough That's got to be pretty frustrating But I gave it my all And you failed again, sorry I gave everything I had. Yeah, same as yesterday. I'll go ahead and let you know it's, that's what's going to happen tomorrow. He must be so infuriated because God, on the other hand, is always enough. Always. Yeah. What a contrast. Yeah. Satan is never enough. And yet God is always enough. And that's why we've been taught to look to the unseen. Because Satan's winds stir up things that, to these eyes, look insurmountable. The Red Sea looked insurmountable. The lion's den looked insurmountable. The Assyrians looked insurmountable until I gaze, I could see into the other realm. And then you realize, oh, they ain't got enough. It's have got way more than them. They they don't have enough. Should have brought more. Oh, that's all you got? Y'all come back later. I'll, I'll be here all week. I'm not going anywhere. That's the message I want to get to the devil tonight. We're not going anywhere. We're not running. We're leaving one day, but it's not because you told us to. We're leaving one day, but it's when we've conquered you. We're leaving one day, but it's when all hell is under our feet. But until then, he's more than enough to keep us in this world. He's more than enough to protect us. He's more than enough. And see, in this world, the winds come and they they, they, they scare us. But Brother Branham said that that realm is more real than this realm that realm is more real than this realm and so what I'm telling you is that in this realm Satan's wind seems scary in this realm the situation looks bleak but in the realms of the supernatural the realms that matter the most is the enemy that's afraid of the winds because there is a stronger wind there is a greater wind But let me tell you something church It's on our side It's not coming against us It's the wind of the Holy Ghost It's stronger than any wind Satan's got It's stronger than anything Listen, there has never been once That a devil has been hit by the power of the wind of the Holy Ghost That he stood up and said It's going to take a stronger wind than this Matter of fact When the, when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of one of them They don't say nothing They are defeated, they are shut up, they are cast out, they are destroyed, they are run out forever because they don't have any power against this wind. Satan says, looks like troubled water up ahead and Satan troubles the water and God just makes a way through. Satan says, looks like troubled water up ahead and that water just draws us closer to God. What can his wind do that peace be still won't stop? What can his wind really do in your life? Satan troubles the water and Jesus just comes walking on it. But listen, when my Jesus troubles the water, woo, there ain't no demon can walk on that water. When his wind begins to blow and the waters are troubled like they are here tonight, demons are scattered. The hinges of hell are shook. Enemies are defeated. People are set free. Prisoners are loose. The sickness healed. When my God's wind begins to blow and the waters begin trouble with his presence, no demon of hell can stand against that. I feel a change in the wind coming tonight, church. There's a change in the wind coming. The winds of hell were all around the Israelites there at the Red Sea. And the winds were blowing. It seemed like certain death. But there was a change in the winds about to come. I see one of them old dads standing there with his children. And I think he probably heard it go by. He said... There's a change in the wind, children. There's a change in the wind. And the wind began to blow. The Bible says Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided. Go to chapter 15 thou didst blow with thy wind and the sea covered them and they sank as lead in the mighty waters there was a change in the wind that began to come there's a change in the winds in the world we're living in because there's a wind coming to destroy the enemy there's a wind coming to lift us up there was a wind that changed one day in the upper room when there were 120 people gathered there and down in hell can you imagine the social unrest that was going on in the world at that time There had to be fear that Jesus had been crucified. They'd seen him raised up and and they knew all that. And yet at the same time, the governments, am am I next to be arrested? Am I next? What's going on? Who's against us? Who's for us? What's going on? And down in hell, Satan was sitting there with all his devils and they thought they were triumphant. They thought they had won. And all of a sudden, the devil in the corner said, "Uh uh-oh. What is it? There's been a change in the winds. The winds in the upper room had begun to blow and a sound from heaven came down like a rushing mighty wind. And I'm telling you, from that day forward, his winds do not matter anymore. There's only one wind that bothers us or that we love and we look to. is the wind of the Lord Jesus Christ as he sweeps through this place. He'll drive out every wind of the enemy. He'll drive out depression. He'll drive out the winds that torment you. His winds ain't got enough when it comes up against the wind of the Holy Ghost. I say, Lord Jesus, let it blow tonight let it pour down in my soul let it sweep through this building lord let your winds blow all over me because i know you're the same i know you heal i know you deliver i know you do the miraculous we are a third pool people and we are going in a rapture because we believe in a miraculous god hallelujah stand to your feet with me and give god praise tonight blessed be the name of the lord Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why can you say the wind ain't going to move you? Well, we established at the beginning that you was part of a vision. Once you've been seen in a vision and you've received a word from the Lord, Paul was told he was going to Rome. Shipwreck didn't matter. It says they sailed under stormy winds That didn't matter Brother Branham had a vision of the little boy in Finland Years before it happened And when he came to that moment I didn't get to it but he tells everybody He says you can line every devil in hell up And they couldn't stop it now Paul was going to Rome because he'd been seen That boy was going to raise up It had been seen You're going in a rapture Amen. It's been seen Amen and you can line up all the devils in hell tonight it's going to take a stronger win than this to keep us from our promise. let's pray gracious father how we love you lord lord how thankful we are father for your promises lord how thankful we are lord that once it's been spoken lord once it's been seen you're an unchanging unfailing god lord we can rest everything we are in your hands we can trust you lord and know that you're going to come through right on time, We know that the devil doesn't have enough. And we stand here and we rebuke him. And we rebuke his lies. We rebuke his fear. We rebuke his sickness. Because it's all defeated in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm so glad tonight that we don't have to fear. You said in your word, fear not. I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I rest in that. Knowing, Lord God, that you've got it all in control and we shall not be moved. Lord, I pray that tonight you'll strengthen Brother Ron. Lord, we know he's healed and we're standing on that. I just pray you bring him strength, Lord. Lord, for the battle ahead. Lord, we pray you'll strengthen Sister Karen tonight. May both of them, even now, Lord, feel the arms of God, the winds of your spirit, move down through the place. Lord, there are many others that are sick. I know that not know all their names, Lord. There's many who's been through many a great trial, and Satan's tried hard, but they're still here. Strengthen them. I pray you'll wrap your arms around them now. Lord, we know there's battles ahead that we're going to have to fight. Lord, we know that we're going to have to be soldiers. We know we're going to have to stand up and face the enemy and toe the mark. But Lord, we know we'll come out victorious. We thank you in Jesus' precious
2: from me. Amen. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can nurse it from me. Amen. You're my child. I have begotten you. What a promise that is. Amen. To know tonight he has got more than enough. He's more than enough for your situation. He's here to supply every need that you got. Amen. Oh, his wind. His wind of his Holy Spirit is more than enough. It can blow down everything that the devil puts up against you. He said that when the enemy comes in like a flood, I'll lift up a standard against it. Amen. I got a greater wind than anything that Satan can produce. Amen. For there on the day of Pentecost, that came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house. Amen. And all of those who were sitting. And the pillar of fire divided itself and came down above God's people. And there's not a wind of the devil that can ever stop the children of God. Amen. That's been seen in the vision. All we Christian soldiers. They're not retreating. They're not backing up. They're going forward. Amen. You feel like that tonight? Amen. That's the way we should look at it. Amen. It's his promise to us. Amen. I claim the blood That Jesus shed On Calvary Thank you Jesus Just worship him a minute Now we need to water the word We've heard the word tonight Amen Come on just break loose Let your shackles fall off Let a praise come up to God And water the word Amen for all my sins, my sickness, and my pain. can do. some years ago, it's real. It's real. I know it's real. I remember a young boy at youth camp. I remember the service very well when we had prayed through the prayer line and seemed like the building had just emptied out and I got through praying for the last one and looked out. And I looked out over the, the audience and there wasn't hardly anybody there. And I thought, oh my God, Somebody must have dismissed the people. And why didn't they stay through the whole service? You know, I was just kind of standing there. And somebody said, Come here and look. They took me over to the next half of the building, which in that time was a gymnasium before they remodeled it all and down at Youth Camp. And I saw young people all over that building on their knees crying out to God and the Holy Spirit just coming down upon them different ones, and I, I pass by a young boy is he's just screaming out, it's real, it's real. Amen, they told me about it, but I've experienced it now, and it's real. It's so put a fire down in his heart, and I tell you, when you get a fire down in your heart, you'll know it's real too. Amen, nobody will be able to talk you out of it when the winds blow and when the trials come you'll know you've got a hold of something that was real in your life and it changed you and you know that pillar of fire came down in your life and took away doubt and took away unbelief took away sin and gave you a power to overcome and we want tonight to look into that and believe that for ourselves amen let's worship the lord together it's real it's real i know it's real it's that holy ghost salvation and i know i know it's real it's real it's real i know it's real it's that holy ghost salvation I know, I know it's real, it's real, it's real. I know it's real. Praise God, the doubts are settled, and I know, I know it's real, it's real, it's real. I know it's real. Praise God, the doubts are settled, and I know. I You know it's real. You've experienced it in your life, and you know God did it. Changed your life and made you something different. Amen. What a wonderful thing that is. Well, bless that wonderful. Give me the key. Um, Try that one. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. I've got it in B flat. Bless. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name Oh blood for me. Oh, but then I was lost. Jesus died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. I know it paid the price. be the name of the Lord. I want to thank you for all your prayers, for all your words of encouragement. I want to thank you on behalf of Sister Karen and the family. We so appreciate each one of you. We're willing to be speaking Sunday morning. Probably this week they will move Sister Karen to a rehab center there where she can um, take some physical therapy, get stronger so she can come home. She's uh, already already showing it's going to take a stronger wind than this to keep her down. Amen. Amen. She's already rebounding so much, and we thank God for what has happened. And, and I rejoiced yesterday as I watched her take 30 steps back and, and forth. You know, a, a woman that the doctors had, had warned me that she would not survive, but I watched her with all our limbs. And as we listen to the service of Sunday, lift up them hands to God and worship with you. Amen, and praise God because God's still God and he still reigns and he meets the needs of his children. He's our healer and our deliverer. Amen, let's just bow our heads together. Father, we love you, we thank you. And we glorify your name and thank you for the service tonight. These wonderful words of life we can never forget. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you'll let them just in our hearts, Lord. Even as we heard so many powerful sermons, Lord. Oh, God, over the last few weeks, Brother Joe's sermon, Brother Andrew's sermon, Timothy's Sunday, Lord, and then tonight, words, wonderful words of life, things that you're just trying to impart to us, To let us know that you're with us. That you have never failed us. For Jesus never fails. Go with your people, Lord. May they be encouraged tonight as they look to you. The author and the finisher of their faith. In Jesus' name, amen. The deacons will come for this. God bless you.